Welcome to the Cork Church Podcast. We are so glad that you're joining us today. We hope that this message inspires you, builds your faith, and encourages you in the things of the Lord. Enjoy the message. Praise God. Thank you, worship team. Uh, for leading us in worship tonight, it was, that was just—it was just lovely to worship the Lord like that. There was such purity in it; it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Thank you. Um, on Sunday night, I had the privilege of speaking at the young adult ministry, um, and I have to say, I just had a great time there. Um, the, the, the worship, the worship was was lovely. There was a great welcome there. Um, just a, a lovely group of, of young adults. You know, so I highly recommend it. You know, if if you're like me and you don't look at day over 29, then then you should try and sneak in there. Um, wonderful, wonderful ministry. I'm rejoicing as well. Andy and, and Marco had had heard that as well that 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 he's going to get out next week by by all accounts. So praise God for that. Just rejoice. And let's turn to Luke chapter 22. In a way, we're continuing from where I, I left off the last time at the at the Lord's Supper. So Luke chapter 22, verse 39. Jesus went out, as usual, to the Mount of Olives, and his disciples followed him. On reaching the place, he said to them, pray that you will not fall into temptation. He withdrew about a stone's throw beyond them, knelt down, and prayed, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me, yet not my will but yours be done. An angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. And being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. When he rose from prayer and went back to the disciples, he found them asleep, exhausted from sorrow. Why are you sleeping? He asked them. Get up and pray so that you will not fall into temptation." While he was still speaking, a crowd came up, and the man who was called Judas, one of the twelve, was leading them. He approached Jesus to kiss him, but Jesus asked him, Judas, are you betraying the Son of Man with a kiss? When Jesus' followers saw what was going to happen, they said, Lord, should we strike with our swords? And one of them struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his right ear. But Jesus answered, no more of this. And he touched the man's ear and healed him. Then Jesus said to the chief priests, the officers of the temple guard and the elders who had come for him, am I leading a rebellion that you have come with swords and clubs? Every day I was with you in the temple courts and you did not lay a hand on me, but this is your hour when darkness reigns. Can we also go to John chapter 18, and we'll read from verse 1. We're going to read, read this account again in, in John's version of it. When he had finished praying, Jesus left with his disciples and crossed the Kidron Valley. And on the other side, there was a garden, which we know to be the Garden of Gethsemane. And he and his disciples went into it. Now Judas, who betrayed him, knew the place because Jesus had often met there with his disciples so Judas came to the garden, guiding a detachment of soldiers and some officials from the chief priests and the Pharisees. They were carrying torches, lanterns, and weapons. 
Jesus, knowing all that was going to happen to him, went out and asked them, Who is it you want, Jesus of Nazareth? Nazareth, they replied, I am he, Jesus said. And Judas, the traitor, was standing there with them. When, when Jesus said, I am he, they drew back and fell to the ground. Again, he asked them, Who is it you want, Jesus of Nazareth? They said, Jesus answered, I told you that I am he. If you're looking for me, then let these men go. This happened so that the words he had spoken would be fulfilled. I have not lost one of those you gave me. Then Simon Peter, who had a sword, drew it and struck the high priest's servant, cutting off his right ear. Right ear. The servant's name was Malchus. Jesus commanded Peter, put your sword away. Shall I not drink the cup the Father has given me? Lord God, Lord, thank you, Lord, for your word, O oh God. And Lord, in an age, where, Lord, where everything has been shaken, O oh God, Oh, Lord, where there's, there's all sorts of, of philosophies, Lord, and, and theologies, oh God, and, and approaches to everything, oh God. There's so many different opinions, oh God. Thank you, God, that, Lord, Lord, we have a truth, Lord, to stand on, oh God. Lord, we have somewhere, Lord, oh Lord, to anchor ourselves to, oh God, that, that doesn't move, Lord, with the tides of time and opinion, oh Father, Lord, but we can come to you tonight, Lord, and oh Lord, we can build on a solid foundation, Lord, of truth, oh God. Oh Lord, thank you, Lord, for going to that garden, oh God. Lord, thank you, Lord, for going to that cross, oh God. And thank you, Lord, that you're with us here tonight, Lord. And I ask you, God, would you speak to us, oh God. And, oh Lord, have your way, Lord, in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So we're talking primarily about Peter tonight. Um, I suppose things have been a bit up and down for Peter since he, he joined Jesus with the, with the privilege of being a disciple has come many challenges to our Peter. He's been with Jesus for, for about three years. He loves Jesus. And he's been, he's had this, this joy of, of learning from, from the greatest teacher that there ever was. Nobody spoke like this man. And so from a time Jesus spoke to Peter and said, Peter, come follow me and I'll make you a fisher of men. Peter had seen so many things. He, he's seen Jesus calm the storm, heal the sick. Walk on water. Imagine seeing that. Peter himself had walked on water. Um, he cast out, Jesus cast out demons. Um, done all sorts of amazing things. Raised the dead. And Peter, not only had he seen those things that Jesus did, but we're told that, that Peter had a supernatural revelation of Jesus being the Christ. And Jesus said to him, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And you can read that in, in Matthew 16. And Peter's had this amazing revelation of, of who Jesus is. He's, seen Je he's also seen Jesus in his glory. He was there at the Mount of Transfiguration, and he's seen Jesus and something of his of his own glory that he'd set aside in heaven. In that experience, he'd also seen Moses and Elijah, and he'd heard some discussion about Jesus having his exodus from this world. Obviously, you know, Peter hadn't grasped what was going on. 
but he's had some struggles as well with Jesus. He's, he's, been, he's been made a bit uncomfortable by Jesus sometimes. Um, Jesus healed Peter's mother-in-law. And, and Peter, I'm sure Peter said, what were you doing, Jesus? What were you thinking of that day? And from then on, Peter, I think, had some struggles with Jesus. I'm only joking. Our mother-in-laws are very important because we wouldn't have our wives or our husbands without our mother-in-laws. <laughs> but Jesus, Jesus said things to, to Peter that, that were very difficult to understand and eat my flesh. You know, this seemed to come into the conversation. And, and then things about Jesus dying. And, and Peter struggled. He struggled with this. Peter had a different plan for Jesus. Peter, Peter was on a different agenda. And uh, the truth is, brothers and sisters, that, that Jesus' ways are higher than our ways. You know, and we can often be like Peter and we kind of see it in this story here. We, we see that, that Jesus was doing something in the garden, and he, something was being accomplished that Peter couldn't grasp. He couldn't get a hold of. He couldn't get it. And brothers and sisters, I, I just want to encourage you tonight. You know, it happens in our lives too. You know, Jesus brings us into circumstances that are difficult to understand. They're difficult, they're hard, and we can't see, we can't see past them, and, and sometimes it's hard to see a way through them. And it's challenging to us as, as just mere mortals without, without having God's view of the future. It's hard for us. You know, we're challenged with, with sickness and, and circumstances and bereavement and work situations and all sorts of circumstances challenges. But God knows what he's doing, and, and God is, is accomplishing something here in the garden, and God is accomplishing something in our lives. But Peter, Peter struggled. Peter struggled with Jesus' higher ways, and he wasn't, he wasn't afraid to offer his opinion. He wasn't afraid to give Jesus a bit of direction. And Jesus was going, in Peter's opinion, the wrong way. He would, he would offer his advice and his opinion. And the, uh, last time I spoke, we, we talked a little bit about that. Um, he wasn't shy of speaking up. And I know I'd, I've been guilty of that. You know, sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll come to Jesus, and Jesus, I don't quite like the way this is, the, these circumstances are unfolding. I've got some advice for you about my life and about where I think you sh what you should be doing with me and where you should take me and, and things like that, you know, and I'm sure we've, we're all guilty of that. So we're not uh, just let, hang Peter out to dry and leave him on his own. We can all uh, subscribe to having done that. And Jesus just recently has challenged Peter about his attitude to servanthood when, when Jesus got down and, and washed the disciples' feet. And Jesus has moved on now from, from this last supper with the disciples. And he brings them to the Garden of Gethsemane. And this is, this is the place where, where Jesus went when he, he needed to get with the Father, when he needed to, 
to talk to the Father when he, when he wanted to be in prayer, when he wanted, I suppose, to, to, to find rest in the Father and, and draw aside. He would go to the Garden of Gethsemane. And this is, this is Jesus moving into this, this place of, of immense trial and, and burden and challenge. And, and he's moving into this, this, this place of suffering. And, and what he does is he brings the disciples with him. And I don't think it's an accident. He brings them with him to this garden of Gethsemane, into, into where Jesus is starting to experience this suffering. He brings the disciples along so they get, they get to see how Jesus navigates his way through this trial. And he encourages the disciples, you need to pray. You need to pray so that you don't fall into temptation. And it tells us that, that Jesus went about a stone's throw further. He goes, he goes further than the rest of the disciples. And he goes, he, goes, he goes to a place on his own with the Father. And he kneels down and he starts to talk to the Father and, and he, he, he's saying things like, like this, that if it's okay with you, Father, I would like to avoid these circumstances. I would like to, to, to not have to go through this. If it's your will, Father, I, w- I would like to avoid this, this, this huge trial of going to the cross, of having to suffer but he says, nevertheless, nevertheless. And that's important, brothers and sisters. And, and this is what Jesus does. He, he goes this, this stone's throw further, and he's able to say, nevertheless. And this is important for us. And my title tonight is a stone's, about a stone's throw further. And I want to encourage us as a church to to do what Jesus did here. He went the stones throw further in intimacy with the Father. And he was able to say, nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. And, And I don't like what I'm about to face. I don't like it. I, I would like to avoid it. The, the human part of Jesus wanted to avoid the trial and the trouble and the difficulty and the challenge of it. But he went the stones throw further and he had it out with his father. And it says that an angel appeared and strengthened him. And brothers and sisters, this is what I want to encourage us to do, is to go that stone's throw further because there is a comfort from the Father. If we will, if we will go that bit further into, into speaking with the Father about the troubles, I'm talking about prayer tonight. If we will go into that place of prayer and go that little bit further, that little bit further now, up in Derry, they're very good at throwing stones, and they can, they can throw them really far. But 
Here in Cork, we don't throw stones as much. We haven't had the history of the troubles. So maybe we can't go as far as other people, but we can go a little further. Like Jesus, we can press in a little further and go a stone's throw towards the Father. And we too, brothers and sisters, in that place, in that place, we will find a comfort. We will find a strengthening, whether it's through an angel, through the person of the Holy Spirit, through something that he brings back to our memory. Brothers and sisters, if we will go a stone's throw further into that intimate place with the Father, we too will find comfort in our time of need when we're facing our trial, when we're facing our difficulty. And the angel comes and comforts Jesus, and we are not left as orphans. We are not. We will be helped. When Jesus goes into the garden, as I said, he's, he's teaching the disciples something. So in, this, this, in this Jesus' most difficult hour, he's showing the disciples how, how, to, how to react to a difficult hour, how to react when things get dark, how to react when, when the news is bad, when the, the future looks difficult and challenging. He's bringing the disciples and he says, he, he tells them, I want you to pray so that you don't fall into temptation. I want you to come into this place with me, come with me to the Father. And we have that invitation to come and spend time with Jesus in the presence of the Father. It helps with anxiousness. Brings peace in the middle of the storm. The presence of Jesus. Jesus had invited the disciples on other occasions to pray. Philippians 4, 6, we're, we're told not to be anxious about anything, but with prayer and petition to come and bring a request to God. When the disciples were faced with a demon-possessed boy, Jesus told them that prayer and fasting was necessary. There's an invitation to that deeper, deeper walk. When Jesus taught the disciples to pray, he said, he said to them, actually, this, lead us not into temptation in the Lord's Prayer. Lead us not into temptation. We're to pray on all occasions without ceasing. It says also that the Father will give the Spirit to those who ask. You know, in that place of prayer, God, I need your help. Jesus, I need Something to help me through this struggle. But Peter was sleeping. Peter was sleeping during this important prayer meeting. And Jesus comes back to them and, and he says, rise and pray so that you won't fall into temptation. And brothers and sisters, one of, 
one of the things that we have to help us overcome is this place of prayer, this place of intimacy, where we go and the Father reminds us of things, tells us things, reassures us. We are, we are, we, 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 we are in the, an intimate place with the Father where we're unburdening ourselves given of those things that are too heavy for us, and he, he gives comfort to us. And Peter, Peter missed it. And then the mob comes. The mob. This mob that comes to take Jesus away from Peter. And Peter, Peter panics. Peter, Peter gets angry. Peter reacts. He's full of Full of, full of fear, full of frustration. And what does he do? He reaches for a sword. He reaches for a carnal, a carnal tool to try and help sort out this, this trial that he's going through. Peter, Peter knows that, that if they take Jesus away, everything's going to change. You know, if Jesus is, is put to death... Jesus will be gone from us. My plans will be messed up. There's injustice here. This is not right. This, I, he, he, doesn't want to, he doesn't want to allow this to happen. There's betrayal here. Judas is here betraying Jesus. This is all wrong. The, the person who, who heals, who loved people, is being arrested. This is wrong. And he can't see it. It's very often, brothers and sisters, that trials come in mobs. Have you noticed that? The financial trial comes with a sickness trial, with a relational difficulty. And these multiple issues come at the same time, and, and this mob has come for Jesus. But Peter wasn't ready for this trial because he'd fallen asleep and he'd missed the moment of, of going a stone's throw, throw further and, and having the strength of the Father. And he takes this, this carnal reaction and he takes the sword out and brothers and sisters, instead now of following Jesus, Peter has, instead of being on the side of Jesus facing the mob, he now has moved to another place altogether where he is actually opposing the will of God through taking out of a, of a carnal, of a, of, a, of a human strength, a human sword, he actually finds now that he's now in the place of opposing what God's will is. And, and this is a challenge to us, brothers and sisters. When we find ourselves in the difficulties, when we find ourselves in the trial, and the, the, the panic sets in, we can reach for some, some sort of carnal tool, something that of, of human strength or, or human ideas, Something that, that maybe will put us in the wrong place. And, and this is what happens. Instead of going, walking with Jesus, 
Peter is moved away by taking out his sword, a human strength, and he finds himself opposing what God's will is. And it's so easy for us, brothers and sisters, to reach for something whenever Jesus is saying, I want to walk, I want you to walk with me through this trial and through this, this garden, through this, through this mob. I want to walk with you and I want you to walk with me through this set of circumstances. But we reach for something carnal and we end up opposing the actual will of God for our lives. We jump out of it. We jump, we run away from the situation. We say something. We, we reach for words that we shouldn't use. We, we, we allow a reaction that we shouldn't allow. And that's, that's what Peter does. He, he takes out a sword. And now he's standing opposite and opposed to the will of God. It was the will of God that Jesus go to the cross. It was the will of God that Jesus would be arrested. It was the will of God that Jesus be taken from Peter and the other disciples. That was the will of God. But Peter didn't want to have it. And Peter stood against it. Peter's position should have been to stand by Jesus and let Jesus lead his reaction. James 1.19 says this, everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger, for man's anger does not bring about the righteousness that God desires. And this is why we need to go the stone's throw further, brothers and sisters. So that when that moment hits, where the mob has come and, and we're facing something that's too great for us and we don't understand it, that we will have the reassurance of the Father. We'll have the reassurance of what He's whispered to us. We'll have the reassurance of, of knowing that he loves us, you know, and, and that, that invitation to that stone's throw further is an invitation to intimacy of one-on-one, -on -one knowing God. It is the greatest of privileges for us, brothers and sisters, to know God. It's the greatest of privileges for us to have the comfort of of, of knowing that he has our circumstances. But, but sometimes we stay at a distance. And instead of going that little bit further and, and, and moving into this privilege, this invitation, this, this open garden of fellowship, that's what this was. The Garden of Gethsemane was, was, was a garden of fellowship with the Father where we can come and say to the Father, <laughs> God, I don't want the circumstance, but I trust you. And he would come and strengthen us and reassure us and bring us step by step and we could stand side by side with him when the mob comes. And Peter, 
Instead of that, he swings the sword, and like a good fisherman, he cuts off his ear. <laughs> He's not a swordsman. He's not a soldier. I mean, could he not have got a leg or an arm or something? But he cuts off an ear. And he just misses, he doesn't even do it well when he swings the sword. And when we react, and, and this, is, this is what can happen, brothers and sisters, when we react and we, when we get angry and we say things that we shouldn't say, we can very easily and often do cut off the ear of somebody who needs to hear something from God. And instead of this young, see this young man, this young man was seeking Jesus. Now he may have been seeking him for the wrong reasons. This, this young man was, was trying to find Jesus at the behest of, of, of the authorities. But he was looking for Jesus. And because Peter swings his sword, he cuts off his ear. And now this, and, and, and brothers and sisters, that can happen so easily. When we say angry things, we, people that, that need to hear the gospel can't hear it anymore. People can get, they can get put off. When we react carnally. And so we have to be so careful. And this young man, this young man who is seeking Jesus gets knocked back, gets wounded. But Jesus was there. Hallelujah. Jesus was there. And Jesus steps in and he says, no more of this. Stop swinging the carnal sword. Put it away, Peter. Put it away. And Jesus reaches for this young man's ear and he, and he heals it. And he puts it back on. And, and this actually is the, the last miracle of Jesus before he goes to the cross. And he restores this young man's ability to hear what Jesus is saying. And, and we read earlier about Jesus making a declaration that I am he. And they all fell back. This young man needed to hear the words of Jesus. Not a carnal reaction, not something that would do him harm, but he needed to hear the words of Jesus. And Jesus comes and he does a miracle. And, and the wonderful thing is, brothers and sisters, even if we make a mess, and this is what Peter did. Peter made a mess. This was a complete mess. And Jesus comes and he brings healing to it. He brings healing to it. And he corrects it. Another possibility with what Peter was doing here was that the soldiers who had come with, with, with the authorities to, with the mob, if they had reacted to Peter taking out his sword, they could have imprisoned all the disciples or, or killed them or destroyed them. And again, this was Peter's mess because he was opposing the will of God, he could have seen all his, his fellow disciples arrested or put to death. 
and Jesus, Jesus, has to, Jesus has to correct this whole mess that Peter made. And he does. He heals the ear. And he says, let these men go. I am he. I am Jesus. Thank God that, that Jesus pulls us out of so many messes, brothers and sisters. Mess after mess, you know, of, of our own carnal impatience, frustration, weakness. Jesus comes and he brings healing and he restores us to the will of God again. And of course, we know that, that Jesus did that with Peter. Maybe today, you know, we can recognize that we have carnal sword responses. And it's hard. It's hard to be self-controlled in those moments. It's hard. It's hard to not to reach for the carnal maneuvers in the workplace and the situations and relationship difficulties with difficult finances. It's hard not to reach for something that God doesn't want us to touch. It's hard. But here's what we can do, brothers and sisters. We can go a stone's throw further with the Father. And we have that invitation to go those few steps further and enjoy the comfort from him and enjoy relating to him and have him strengthen us so that we can avoid these carnal moments. We can grow. This is the plan of God and one of the tools for him to bring us into more strength and to helping us avoid temptation is that we would go that stones throw further with the Father, that we would have the Spirit come and help us. We would, we would be filled with the Spirit. We would, we, we would receive instructions from Him that would help steer us in the right direction. We can go, brothers and sisters, that stones throw further. And then what is happening is we are being conformed to the image of Christ. We are being shaped into his likeness. Jesus had to go to these intimate places with the Father. He kept doing it. He says, I do what I see my Father doing. And this is, this is where God is bringing us. And he allows us to go through these carnal situations where we take out a sword, we make a whole mess, and then he brings us back, he heals us, he restores us, and he says, come a stone's throw further and enjoy me and receive from me. I've got something for you that will help you not to fall into, into temptation and not to, not to find yourself on the opposite side of what I'm doing. A stone's throw further. Because we are called to be not the people who take out a sword and take off an ear. We are called to be the healing hands of Jesus, brothers and sisters. And to bring healing and restoration and hope. To bring the presence of Jesus. Hallelujah. 
We are to bring glory to God. We're to bring worship and, and glory to our Father. And we're to love men. So I encourage us, brothers and sisters, we're, we're going into a season and we don't know what trials. I know many of you are going through trials. Marco's going through a trial. Let us go the stone's throw further in that place of prayer, in that place of intimacy. We'll take, take God at, at his invitation to know him. We'll open the door of the heart and, and he will come in and he will speak with us. We'll dine with us. We'll fellowship together. This is the invitation of God. And in that whole process, we will be able to grow and become more and more into his likeness and grow in our ability to resist temptation and the taking out of the sword. I don't know about you, but that's what I want for my life. Lord, help us. Will we stand and pray together tonight? Hallelujah. Lord God, we... Lord, here we are, Lord, in, in your presence, oh God. And Lord, we can, Lord, I can identify so much, Lord, with Peter, oh God. And Lord, just, Lord, how quickly, Lord, Lord, we can, Lord, Lord, just do something, Lord. It's just not of you, oh God. Oh, Father, it seems like a, 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 an easy way out sometimes. Lord God, would you, Lord, help us, Lord, Lord, to be a people, oh God, who are, oh Lord, close to you, Jesus. Lord, you say, Lord, Lord, my sheep know my voice, oh God. Oh Lord, and that's what we want, Lord. We want to go, Lord, that bit further with you, Jesus, into the intimate place, oh God, into, into the garden of fellowship, Lord, with you, Lord, that stones throw further, oh God. Oh Lord, take us there, Jesus. Take us there, oh God. Lord, that our reactions, Lord, be like your reactions, oh God. Oh Lord, that we, Lord, Lord, would be, oh Lord, Lord, people, Lord, who bring healing, Lord. Lord, and love, Lord. Lord, and encouragement, oh God. Oh, Father, Lord, rather than taking off somebody's ear, oh God, with our words, Lord, or, or reactions, oh God, or harshness, oh God. Oh, Lord, make us, Lord, into kind, oh God. Oh, Lord, 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 tender, Lord. Lord, servants, Lord, just like you, Jesus just like you, O oh God. Oh, Lord, we desire, Lord, oh, Lord, 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 to be conformed into your image, Jesus. And Lord, Lord, here in Cork, Lord, Lord, that's what we need, Lord. We need, oh, Lord, Lord, your body, Lord, to be, Lord, just expressed, Lord, in a pure, Lord, beautiful way, Jesus. Oh, Lord, we need our city, Lord, to see you, Jesus. Lord, even, oh, Lord, Lord, in our, uh, Lord, when it's, when it's tough, Lord, when it's challenging, oh, God, I pray, Lord, that the people would see you, Lord, Lord, in us, Lord, in our church, oh, God, oh, Lord, in everything that we do, Lord, in everything that we touch, oh, God, Lord, and thank you, oh, God, oh, Lord, for these moments, Lord, in your presence, oh, God, just, Lord, bless us as we part, oh, God, Lord, in this week, Lord, take us, Lord, Lord, a stone's throw further, oh, God, Lord, close to you, Lord, into your presence, Lord. In your name, Jesus. Amen. 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 Praise God.
Thank you for tuning in with us today. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Cork Church. Also, make sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you have any questions, you can email us info at corkchurch.com or just check out our website. It's www.corkchurch.com. Again, thank you for tuning in and we will see you next time.